Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the last fearless show of the year and we're going out with a bang and a bunch of losers. So sayonara 2022. The show starts now. Crowning the biggest losers of 2022. That's a heavy burden to carry. It really is. Because there were so many people, so many weirdo, green-haired liberals, so fitting and so deserving of the title. But at last, there can only be three. Now, I've thought this through very carefully and made my selections, but before I announce the coveted top three, let me recognize some honorable mentions in no particular order. Woke Disney, TikTok challenges, and the people who ate the things in the TikTok challenges, Kanye West, Balenciaga, Sam Brinton, the Biden non-binary nuclear waste czar with an affinity for women's luggage, masks and the healthy young people still wearing them, old Twitter and the pedophiles who ran it, the state of Pennsylvania, which elected not only a vegetable, but an actual dead person. And last but not least, the blowhard ladies of The View, who, with each passing day, remind us that liberalism is indeed a degenerative disease of mind and body. But now on to the big kahunas, the top three losers of 2022. You ready? Coming in at number three is the University of New Mexico, whose students were so triggered by little old me speaking at a totally voluntary after-school event they decided to riot, assault officers, and given the opportunity, rip me limb from limb. Now, these triggered green hairs were so offended by the thought of thought, their behavior necessitated the state police and SWAT team to be called in to quell the madness. These were not students. These were feral animals that have been given far too long of a leash for far too long. So might I suggest therapy or a rabies shot? And it's not just UNM, folks. Campuses across the country have become so hostile to diversity of thought, this kind of behavior is becoming the norm, not the exception. Our education system is crumbling at every level, and like hell, will we, the taxpayers, be on the hook for they-them student loans? But coming in at number two on my list is the dumbest press secretary, perhaps person, to ever stand behind a podium, lectern, or any object for that matter, Karine Jean-Pierre. One of the reasons that I want to be very clear that to, to folks that the border uh, is not open and, and we will remove uh, using Title VIII is because by not being very clear on that, we are doing the work of the smugglers. Today, President Biden met with three U.S. winners of the 2022 Nobel Prize, Dr. Caroline Bertozzi, who won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry, Dr. John Clauser, who won the Nobel Prize in Physics, and Dr. Douglas Diamond, who won the Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences. Can you address whether the president was involved in any of his son, uh, Hunter, or his brother's uh, foreign business deals? So look, I, you know, um, there's there's some a little bit of uh, interesting, uh, you know, kind of on-brand uh, thinking here. But I think the confusing part is why, if she and the family is top of mind, does the president think that she's living and in the room? I don't find that confusing. 
finding stupid moments from KJP was the opposite of finding a needle in a haystack because just like the illegals coming across our border, her moments of stupidity are numerous and with no end in sight. But speaking of stupid moments and people who don't speak English very well, my number one loser of 2022 has made this weekly list more times than he's answered press questions, but fewer times than he's been on vacation. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Brandon in all his glory. Start building a second school and revitalize the use of the Cherokee language. By the way, she spent a lot of time on other reservations, other uh, nations as well. I'm worried she's not going to come home one of these days when she goes. You think I'm joking. I'm telling you. If I hear more about the Navajos than I hear about me. Um, you all think I'm kidding, don't you? We passed $368 billion worth of help, which, as the same bankers talk about, is going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars off the sidelines in investment. We'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, the three nano chips, the three nano chip, chips that are three nano. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nano, no, no, I don't know. Cisco Systems and Cyber, Cyber Bastion. A diaspora-owned small business. A senator from Florida going after Medicare and Social Security? I tell you what, I don't know where, as they say in Southern, I don't know where y'all been. Hot damn, boy. I tell you, look. Oh, and if you like those clips, there's about 500 more where that came from. But here is the silver lining. In 753 days, it'll be over. God help us and him, because if he kills over before that, then we have this, which is more cognitive, but likely still worse. And those are my losers of 2022, and it's no coincidence, they are all liberals. Still ahead, the number one New Year's resolution is to get in shape and eat right, and it's a worthwhile goal to pursue. So I've got fitness expert and IFBB pro athlete Jason Poston on deck with some tips, tricks, and wishful thinking. That's next. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. 
So yeah, I'm on day three of my juice cleanse, and it's more of a I drink the juice but also eat real food cleanse. But I have a feeling after a holiday season full of eating and drinking, many of you are on the same page. Joining me now with some fitness, diet, and health tips is fitness expert and four-time Olympia IFBB pro athlete, Jason Poston. All right, so I want to get into some New Year's stuff first, and then we've got a lot to talk about on, on the viral side of things. But first of all, that's the number one resolution. Everybody wants to eat better. Everybody wants to go to the gym. Everybody wants to look better in 2023. What would be maybe your top three tips for people that are in that boat and they want to do something starting Sunday? Um, number one, not just for the year, but for the rest of your life, learn to count macros. You know, get away from calories. Calories is just a, a manufactured number they made to equate, you know, all food together. And it doesn't talk about uh, the macronutrients, you know. So, for instance, like you should be getting more protein. But if you don't know how to count your protein in your food, then you're not... You know, you don't, you're not going to be getting the right amounts of protein if, if you don't learn how to count it, right? You should be able to look at your food and take a guess. And if you don't know how to do that, obviously, then you can use apps. And like MyFitnessPal is, yep. is an app that I learned. As a type 1 diabetic, like that's, that's essential to me. I have, literally have to count every macronutrient on my plate before I eat, and then I dose my insulin, and then I get, along, get on with my day. So, um, but the average person in, in my nutritionist success, when they learn how to count macronutrients, they at least know what's on their plate. Like, if you think about it like that, just you're just eating. You literally don't know. Like, well, it looks healthy. The colors right. look all right. And, oh, yeah, the ca it says 1,000 calories. Well, okay, well, but how many carbs is there? How many grams of sugar? How many, how many grams of fat? And uh, it doesn't take time. It doesn't, or it doesn't take much. You literally can use MyFitnessPal and learn to count your macros. Like, start next year and then do it for the rest of your life. You'll be a healthier human. So I have a question for you on that because I know that there are a lot of people like me who follow several fitness type influencers on Instagram and there's so much even if you just scroll through your search page it's like some people are saying what you said some people are saying a calorie is a calorie is a calorie so there's so much misinformation out there and it's really hard for people who are using social media as their tool to decipher what is true and what is not so for people that say a calorie is a calorie what do you say to that oh uh, man it, it, honestly it pisses me off because is that what you're going to tell your kids when they have 60 grams of sugar from Skittles or 60 grams of carbs from potato. They both right. have 60 grams of carbs. Which one has more nutrients? And that's why calories are not all that important, you know? So th that's, that's the basic, you know. What about people that say that you have to be calorie deficient, though, to lose weight? I mean, there's some truth to that. Yes. So the, the calorie deficient part of it is still important, but how do you take into account the macronutrients to try to put that all together? Well, it's just like, do you want to operate at peak performance? Do you want to live your best life or not? Do you want to have risks of cancer? Do you want to have risk of other chronic illnesses? Um, yeah, well then just literally count calories and eat food that's manufactured and has preservatives and different types of, you know, toxins that can cause all these issues in your life. Or you can attempt at least, you know, uh, attempt to eat from the earth, right? It's, and, and we all do, I had, you know, I think a hot dog on Broadway last night. I don't do that often though, right? right. But I, I knowingly, you know, look at the hot dog and realize this calorie is not equal to a steak, right? A grass-fed steak or something. So, but it brings you so much joy. So you can't quantify joy yeah. sometimes, After especially beers, around the holidays. Yeah, you need a hot dog on Broadway. <laughs> I think it's a famous thing to do. But um, Well, I want to ask you about that too because speaking of the fitness influencers here, I think, again, this is frustrating for a lot of people because there's so many fad diets out there. Now, I got to say this. My mom did keto. 
and she lost a lot of weight on keto, and she is convinced that keto is the end-all, be-all for her because carbs are don't agree with her. And I said, Mom, it's not that you're doing keto, it's that you're not eating any processed food. So it really has nothing to do with the fact that you're lowering carbs necessarily. It has to do with the fact that you're not eating a ton of processed sugar and a lot of refined processed carbs. But for those out there that are looking at these, the keto diet, now the carnivore diet's the newest thing, I guess, on TikTok. It's where you only eat meat. What do you say about those fad diets? Do any of them work, or is there a grain of truth to any of these being successful? Yeah. Well, first of all, your mom's counting her macros. True. So that's she good. Is. She's counting her macros. She learned to, under, to count carbohydrates, right? And if she's really in the keto diet, she's counting the fat, too. So she understands my fuel is going to come from fat. And then she needs a, you need extra protein around the keto diet. I did it as a type 1 diabetic for four years, literally four straight years. Um, and I competed during that time, too. So I got to top three at the Olympia. So you can live a lifestyle it's just um i tell people the truth is if you want to uh perform the best physically strength wise keto diet's not for you but actually I, I i like the keto diet i think um it has its benefits it's a low inflammatory diet um it your your mind works better um, you tend to be thinner you, you drop water weight because carbs at for every uh, gram of carbohydrates you eat you hold four grams of water Typically, wow. so yeah, that's that's what you're, that's why keto, people do keto. They drop weight so fast. They drop water weight, and then because they're most likely, like you said, they're eating quality food, they start to burn fat. And um, but there's a, there's a lot of support for the cognitive function of keto diet. And then with carnivore, I'm just a big fan of it. Honestly, number one because all this pushback against meat, I'm you're like, right. yeah, well here's our weapon. Just eat all meat. How do you like that? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and but. The thing with the carnivore diet is, I think people need to understand not everyone can afford like high quality meat. Right. That's the nature of the beast in this world right now. It sucks. Like, so that's something that you know I would love to see politicians start working on. I don't necessarily want them involved with agriculture so much, but let's get better quality uh, carnivore options for everyone because the fact is, our lower income people they have to buy, you know, if they want to eat uh, a carnivore diet, they can't eat the same way as somebody with a higher income. Absolutely, and American beef would be a great start. So there's a whole other conversation to that. But I, I wanna ask you about this too, because my husband is convinced that the carnivore diet, that if he just eats a giant ass steak, that somehow that is going to work for him, and that that all is all he needs to eat, so he thinks- Just today? Yeah, <laughs> he thinks, just eat a giant steak every day and then I'll be fine. Well, I push back against that a little bit, because it's like some fruits and vegetables will probably be helpful to you, but he thinks that this is like the end-all be-alls. If he just eats meat, that that's going to solve his problems. So for people that think like that, there's got to be something more in your where diet. Is he, where, where is he getting this information? Like, where is he getting his facts from? Oh, well, the internet, you know, and, and people. Well, he's a pro, he's a pro athlete, too. So, right. You know. Well, I want to ask you about another thing that I think is near and dear to a lot of our hearts, and that is the concept of dry January. I personally will not be participating in dry January, but for a lot of people that is also a goal along with their fitness and health goals is dry January, they don't drink. How helpful is it to go sober for a month? I, man, I, honestly, I rarely drink personally, but I've gone, I've had different chapters of life where I was a lot more social. I didn't have kids, was single, you know? Um, I don't, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. I mean, what's going on in January? I know you said, you know, you don't partake in it. But for me, back in the day when I was a super social dude, like January, there was nothing going on. Friday. Friday. <laughs> There's still <laughs> There's Fridays still Friday. in January. Yeah, I don't know. Because what I just, 
I see some of my friends, I see so many people that overdrink. So if you're if you're balanced, if you don't drink a lot, yeah, there's no need. But if you're one of these people that needs a detox and see what it feels like to operate at peak performance, that's the problem with a lot of people who, you know, who drink too much alcohol. They literally have never had that feeling like your husband. Like he knows what it feels like to operate at freaking peak performance. I do as well. A lot of a lot of men and women that work out super hard, like you get that feeling, you're like, oh, I'm never going back. Right. And so I just that's that's what I hope people do. So whether it's not drinking all of January or just agreeing to cut back a lot in January, I just want people to understand what it feels like to operate at your best. You know. Speaking of that, there is a new trend, uh, a lot of trends going on, but one of them is fat positivity. So we we talked about this last night on my show, and I want to talk about it again because there is this wave of thought that fat is beautiful, that we should celebrate fat bodies, obese bodies. And I think there's a fine line here because I get the message of wanting people, especially young girls, to see that not all bodies look like an Instagram model, right? That's positive. But saying, be fat, be obese, be a Lizzo, that's dangerous actually to your health. So how do you navigate this fat positivity message without completely offending people or without making young girls feel like they need to be skinny. It's a hard line to walk. No, it is, yeah, because, you know, I'm not a personal trainer anymore, but that's that's how I started my whole career. That's what I've done for 20 years, is helping people get in shape. So you're not gonna be good at that if you don't care. And I always cared about the women. I cared about the men that were overweight. Like, I, it, it hurt my heart to see them not operating and being at a high risk for diseases, right? It's, so fat shaming, yeah, not cool. Like, don't don't make fun of people and don't, don't belittle them and call them lazy and all this. Like we need to lift them up. But at the same point, I don't I don't understand why we're lifting them up to the point where we're like, oh, it's okay. It's this is healthy because it's just a lie. And our doctors know that. Like even the most liberal doctors in the world understand um, obesity is a huge problem worldwide, especially in the United States and in China, of course. You know, so of course the two big pharma you know, leeches of the entire world. So we, they want people fat, and I think overweight people should understand, like, um, you should want what's better for you. And the, 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 how I address people who are overweight is um, just, just ask yourself, are you really protecting your peace? Like, we, we need peace in life. We don't wanna have a ton of issues going on, you know, in our life. And are you really at your best? And that's one of my core values, you know, this, this tree that I put on, my, my core values for my kids and my family is peace. And um, if you're not doing things to protect your feast diet, uh, protect your peace diet wise, food wise, then you're not going to have the optimal life that you would desire. And um, so, if you think you're having fun, you know, at 32% body fat, just imagine yourself at 20% body fat. Right. Well, I think that's the big thing: is that we're all in the bodies that God gave us, but we can make them the best bodies possible, or close to the best bodies possible. And this glorification of being fat is dangerous is same thing with the glorification of being stick thin skinny. That's also dangerous. But I want to talk about another viral sensation, and that is the liver king, because I know that you have a personal story about the liver king. So his whole shtick is that he was natural. He was on that carnivore diet. I mean, I'm not really familiar with all of the intricacies of what he told people. Is that where your husband got it from? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but the carnivore diet is a big thing, apparently, now on TikTok or, or whatever. I'm also not on TikTok because it's a yeah. Chinese communist entity. But the liver king. So he got busted for using steroids. And I know that you've had personal conversations with him. So tell my audience what they need to know about this dude. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I'm not the type of person who makes content. Um, I, 
I just feel like that's just not me making content. Um, uh, what's what, discrediting and just tearing people down. I look, I, but I look at things that as a learning lesson. And if men look at this guy who is a self-proclaimed masculine alpha primal man, rule number one is, you know, be, be honest, be truthful, have integrity, whatever you're doing in your life, even your flaws, like testify, let that out. So other young men understand what not to do. Right. So he started off all wrong and he was bound to get busted. But um, my interaction with him, it was, yeah, it was, it was actually about him working with our HRT company. So we provide um, cutting edge and alternative medication, all different types of hormones. And we were the largest supplier of peptides in the nation, telehealth wise. We deliver things to people's doorstep for, uh, to help their improve their blood work, improve their life. I mean, sleep, depression, anxiety, um, fat loss. I mean, you name it. We have, we're like anti big pharma. We have different forms of medication. So anyways, I, I contacted his manager and uh, we, we, we were supposed to meet and we happened to meet right on the bridge. And uh, yeah, the post went viral because we're, we're both taking off our shirts. And uh, he, of course he's walking without a shirt, you know, right. in Vegas. So I was like, okay, well the picture's gotta be good. Like I was an IFBB pro. I was like, let's take the shirts off and take a picture, you know? Um, something you probably can't relate to. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so the, the whole point of meeting him was to recruit him to be open and honest about getting your blood work done, looking at your hormone levels, looking at uh, a, a full panel uh, blood work to see if you're optimizing and if, if you're healthy, you know, and that's what we encouraged all of our, our followers and all our patients. So his, his manager said, no, he's natural and I don't think he would want to do this. Then like a month later, yeah, I mean, and when he said that, I was like, no way this guy's claiming natural. Like I've been around some of the biggest bodybuilders in the world. Um, I know a lot about anabolics and this guy is on a lot of anabolics. And I even called out, like I knew what he was on. And um, yeah, then the emails came out. And so it's just funny, it's just, I, but I love to see that because there's, a, there's enough misleading, you know, men and women on social media. I was a, a, a young man who was misled, so I have a big heart for it. I was spending like three, $400 a month on supplements at 21, 22, 23 years old, way over, you know, spending on things that were promised in magazines to add all this muscle. Meanwhile, the guy in the magazine that I looked up to, they were all on steroids. They were all on massive amounts of steroids. So, you know, point being that, you know, I've taken, you know, um, a, a somewhat of a gamble, right? To be one of the first people that openly talks about peptides. It's a new type of medication. People appreciate your honesty, even when it's brutally honest. And so I encourage other influencers and fitness personalities as well, just to be honest about the things you're doing. Um, because worst case scenario, yeah, you, you get caught lying. I mean, all these people photoshopping and, you know, doing things like liver king, there's a lot of fake naturals out there. And um, yeah, I mean, that, that was a big, a big deal to me because young men don't need to be led into a new trendy diet and supplements that he's selling, thinking they're gonna look like him when literally he was on, was it twelve, thirteen thousand dollars a right. month in steroids? That is insane. That's what's wild, and I think also there's a lot of talk about young women being influenced by influencers and Instagram models and social media, but there's not as much of a discussion about young men or men of any age being influenced as well because it's not something that's talked about. Eating disorders for men not talked about. Supplement abuse in young men not talked about. But it is a big problem, and it's probably a growing problem. And these people, like the liver king, they're adding to it. And quite frankly, it's abuse on some level. 
because these young people really don't have any idea. Yeah. And the last thing I want to ask you about, for people like myself that are not necessarily familiar, what is the difference between a steroid and a peptide? And why is one legal and one illegal? Well, so peptides are comprised of amino acids, different chains of amino acids um, bonded together to create one specific purpose within the body, like fat loss, anxiety, right? We have a nasal spray. Um, so they have a, a direct purpose. And so I, I tend to put stuff out there that peptides are natural. And it bring, but I do it to also bring up the conversation because people are like, it's not natural. What are you talking about? I could put 10 pounds of muscle on you in six weeks. And, you know, like, but, but what I'm saying is the actual compound and the way that it's made, there's, there's nothing synthetic in it, right? So it's, it's different chains of amino acids. You know, our bodies are, are, are comprised of amino acids, or chains of amino acids, our food. You know, all that is broken down and it creates a purpose in the body, like protein. We break it down and it, uh, it creates a purpose in our body. It's the same thing with a peptide. Now, a steroid is completely synthetic. So it's, it's made of man-made compounds. And some of them will have different pig, pig uh, parts in it and, you know, different types of things. But the point is there's a lot of synthetic chemicals added to it, just like a lot of big pharma drugs. So... Um, if you're going through life and you want to try to be conscious of what you're putting in your body, drug-wise and food-wise, let's try to stay away from completely, you know, synthetic compounds, you know, because who knows what's happening. We can't get the honest truth and we can't get a lot of research behind it, right? Until, because there's so much money supported behind these, these massive, you know, Kellogg, Yoplate, like all these food companies. So, yeah, point being that, you know, peptides, absolutely, there, there is certain side effects to some of them, but if you compare them to something like a, uh, different types of steroids, it's night and day how much less side effects there are. Last thing I want to ask you about, because just as you were talking about that, things we're not going to know a whole lot about, things that are synthetic, things that have side effects, I started thinking about the COVID vaccine. So now we're seeing, it seems like every day, a new report about somebody who was, by all appearances, young and healthy, who died suddenly, or had a massive stroke, or had a massive heart attack, or things that were abnormal for somebody that is otherwise healthy. I'm sure you've seen these stories as well. As somebody that's in the fitness industry, when you see these stories, is it concerning to you? Uh, yeah, it is, because, I mean, wh what's the world, what, what are we living in? Like, there's false information out there now at the highest level, and um, I am involved in the medical world, and that's, that's something that I'm proud of, because I went from a trainer that was counting reps, a, a troubled youth, right? I got in a lot of trouble to, like, here I am now at 40, and I'm in the medical world. This is, I never thought that could happen, but I don't want to get involved with the medical world that uh, is tainted, you know? There's certain things that are are killing people. It's killing our grandmothers and grandfathers. It's, it's, it's tearing apart families, all because of bad medication and over-medication. Yeah, so, but when, so when it comes to vaccines, the thing is, there, I mean, there wasn't a lot of research to support that they even worked. There wasn't a lot of time to even look at the side effects long-term. And they just want to throw this at people. And, and here I am, somebody who you know, doesn't do that. Um, I'm gonna get slayed online, but I don't vaccinate my kids. And they're healthy. They don't get sick. They eat protein-rich, very natural diets. You know, we, we let uh, our immune system do the work. And I'm just a big believer in that. You know, I mean, I had COVID uh, breeze right through it because I take care of my body, because I, I count my macros, because I live and eat a low inflammatory diet. I live a lo low inflammatory lifestyle. That, that's, that's the... That's the uh, that's what they should be preaching, you know? Yeah, no, I think that that was frustrating for a lot of us 
who were told that we as young healthy people needed to get a vaccine to protect others. First of all, your health is not my responsibility. My health is my responsibility. And like hell, I'm going to get an experimental vaccine where I don't know the side effects when I, first of all, have not had COVID. And if I did, because the way I take care of myself, like yourself, it would probably be a breeze, if not close to that, a glorified cold, which is what it is at this point anyway. But I think that just going back to the basics that we learned since we're in elementary school, eating right, physical fitness, that'll do a body good, and all this other nonsense, take it for what it's worth. But that is the tried and true method, and it has been. Uh, New Year's resolution for you in 2023. Oh, good question. You put me on the spot. I'm not even really big on New Year's resolutions. Um, I am a goal, like a goal person, so I think it's important to set goals. Um, it's just boring stuff. It's all business, but like, well, I mean, when you, when you have three kids and a fourth on the way, hey, why don't we announce here? Yeah, we haven't even announced the public. We've got a, we've got a, uh, we don't know, baby boy, baby girl well, coming in July. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I have a, a, a new medical company. Um, it's a, a stem cell exosome distribution company. So I'm wow. the only FDA master file distributor of stem cell exosomes or umbilical cord derived full term babies donated by mothers and um, yeah, so this is a huge opportunity. Not only can we help with diseases, so I wanna, I wanna scale that. I wanna be able to help people out with all the different benefits of stem cell exosomes and people don't have to leave the country anymore. You know, people are wow. leaving, going to Panama, maybe like your husband, I'm sure he had tons of injuries with baseball. Baseball players will leave the country and go get stem cells to help recovery and healing. And um, for all the amazing benefits of stem cells, we now have stem cell exosomes and um, yeah, New Year's resolution to do that. And also, selfishly, uh, I'm a, I want to put on muscle. <laughs> put on muscle because you really need it. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. And I know that tonight is Cowboys Wait, what Titans. about what yours? My New Year's resolution, uh, you know, I don't really have one either. <laughs> My, just to keep doing this and to keep making it successful. And people like you, it makes it a lot easier. So that's, that's what I want to continue to do. But I also, selfishly, I, you know, I live in Nashville, but I used to live in Dallas. So I hope the Cowboys win tonight. So I hope you guys get a victory. And we'll just close it out with that. So go Cowboys. Thank sorry you. to the Titans fans in the room. I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, we like the Titans too, but, you know, Cowboys fan for life. There you go. America's team. But up next, in the battle between Andrew Tate and Greta Thunberg, we are all losers. And my final thoughts are next. The teen climate change activist made a penis joke online for the world to read, but we aren't supposed to criticize her because she's only 19. That's liberal logic for you, and too bad. It's time for final thoughts. So let me start off by saying this. I'm not necessarily a fan of Andrew Tate. He's bombastic and a certified jerk, but I get that's his shtick and it seems to be working for him, so whatever. And now that he's no longer banned on Twitter, he's using his longer leash to troll the perpetually triggered. And yesterday he picked Swedish teen climate activist Greta Thunberg. The two exchanged Twitter barbs after Tate tweeted this, and Greta responded with what amounts to a dick joke. And I'm not clutching my pearls over it, although it doesn't really make sense as an insult given Greta is saying that is her email address. But either way, you see and hear a lot worse on any given award show. And also, drag queens are performing for toddlers these days, so here we are. But then a very predictable thing happened. The liberal Twitter warriors got all in a tizzy and she's 19 started trending because apparently the 19 year old legal adult is off limits for any criticism because she's 19. But yet 
She tweeted a small penis joke, and P.S., for the last four years, we've essentially written U.S. climate change policy to appease her and her worldview. But again, we can't criticize her because she's 19. I'm sorry, what? That's not how it works. You want to swim with the big fish, then you can't complain when you end up in the shark tank. You don't get to pick and choose special or equal treatment. What do you want? And this isn't just the deal with Greta. This is a symptom of the way we've allowed society to become. It's the cowards running the show. The perpetually offended get to do and say whatever they want. They get to cancel others for no reason beyond words offending them. And then voila, their will is done. One percent of the population is controlling the population. And I'm sick of it. How did this happen? Well, conservatives, we aren't blameless in this because we're so afraid of being called a name, whether it's fitting or not, which it's usually not, that we cave, we bend over, we bow to the mob. We have greater buying power than these green hairs, but yet major companies and corporations cave to the green hairs. We did this. And furthermore, the reason people like Andrew Tate have a following at all is because they say the things many people are thinking but are too afraid to say, but then they add their shock jock spin on it and take it way too far. Yet we still eat it up because we're so desperate for realness, we'll take it even if it's feigned realness for money and fame, and even if it's coming from a misogynistic turd like Andrew Tate. So let it be our collective New Year's resolution to square our jaws and our shoulders and stop letting not only the meek, but also the loudmouth jackasses control the world. There are normal people left, so maybe we should act like it. And P.S. to Greta, you're not funny, you never will be funny, so you should stick to hugging trees and virtue signaling as it's more your thing. And those are my final thoughts. I'll see you tonight on Hannity. I'll see you tomorrow morning on Fox and Friends First, Saturday morning on Fox and Friends, Sunday night on The Next Revolution, and right back here on Monday night for our first fearless episode of 2023. So from Nashville, Happy New Year. God bless and take care.